Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. We've all been coached before, in school, at work, or on a team. Your first coaches were your mom and dad who taught you how to communicate, tie your shoes, or play a simple game of catch. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy my show, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. To donate, go to paypal.me slash Raphael. That's S-I-F-U-R-A-F-A-E-L. I'm trying to keep this podcast free of advertisements. Anything you can donate is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Your passion's not enough. You've got to have systems that allow you to run a business. And that's really what we do and what we're able to do. And unfortunately, there, there's some of those people out there that are pretending that they have that, but they don't. My guest today is Shihan Chris Casamasa. Shihan Chris is a coach, mentor, public speaker, and actor well-known for his role as Scorpion. This will be the second time he's on the show. Today, we will discuss leadership and his mastermind program. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you today? I'm doing great, Sifu. And you? Great. Actually, I should say welcome back. Welcome back. That's right. Yeah, You were on season one, episode 45. That was April 29th. And we had a great show then. And we talked about you when you were a kid, your martial arts, you being Scorpion. Man. And then my life changed. And thank you for that. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Yeah. So today I want to talk to you about why you do what you do. You have impacted so many people, not only as an entertainer, but as a, I'm going to call you a guru, right? As someone... <laughs> As someone who, who really helps someone shape their business, their life, the way they think about things. And I'm talking about what you do for the martial arts industry. And, and to me, you're a giant in the industry. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. Listen, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you joining our group and, and being part of the business combat uh, family. I don't know about that term guru. I, I think it's kind of thrown around a little bit too much today. I'm really more of a a mentor and a mindset guy as far as helping martial arts business owners really a believe in themselves in a way that allows them to earn the money that they truly deserve. Right. So, you know, you of course know our story and, and the fact that, that our company has been around for 57 years now. So we kind of know a thing or two about a thing or two and, and uh, you don't last that long in business by accident. Although we have made literally every mistake that's possible to make. <laughs> Now, the hindsight of that is people that join up with us don't have to make all those mistakes themselves. They can learn the easy way rather than learning the hard way, because a lot of martial arts owners will learn the hard way, but the lesson learned also forces them to go out of business or to get away from their passion and, and the thing that they love the most. So it's important to have you know successful people behind you and in your corner that can guide you and put you in the right direction. Right. One of the things that, that you mentioned was to have the people in your corner have people helping you and guiding you. You know, I always believed I had that and I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong because sometimes we believe that people have our best interests in mind Mm -hmm. and then we find out the truth. (laughs) So, and and, you know, I've belonged to other masterminds. Um, I've spent lots of money on people who were just almost, even some of the, the coaches I had, it sounded like they were reading off a script. (laughs) and it was just horrible it was just horrible right yeah no listen i I get it and i think in in any industry you'll find that you know there's 
there's a lot of pretenders and there's a lot of performers. And the, mm. the unfortunate thing for a lot of martial arts owners, at least in the industry we're talking about is, again, they've got to learn that the hard way. You know, if they listen to guys like you and be like, listen, here's a guy who not only is doing it and has replicated and duplicated his success across the board, right? Not just one time. Mm -hmm. We've got 15 locations, but I'm able to take the knowledge and skill set that I have and put it in people that aren't part of our company or aren't part of our system and style. Because at the end of the day, business is run by systems, Mm -hmm. not personalities. And, And I think the biggest transition is getting martial arts school owners to get out of the hobby mindset and into the business mindset. And once they do that, now they need systems that will allow them to run their business in a way that doesn't drive them crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we all got into this because we love the martial arts. You know, you've been in this a long time. I've been in this my entire life since I was four years old. So, you know, I love what I do. I love, it's a passion that we share for the martial arts, sharing our knowledge. But when it comes to the business side, that's not enough. Yeah. Passion's not enough. You've got to have systems that allow you to run a business. And that's really what we do and what we're able to do. And unfortunately, there there's some of those people out there that are pretending that they have that, mm-hmm. but they don't, right? So you got to do your due diligence or you just listen to Sifu Raphael. It's he'll point you in the right direction. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I like what you said that a lot of people think they know what they're doing because that was me for the longest time. And then I sought, I sought help, right? And I said, you know, mm-hmm. I like the way these people are doing it and so forth. And Yes, and they were doing it, but if it doesn't work everywhere, it's not really sustainable for me. It doesn't work if it if it can work for me in any state, then it, it works. But if it only works in Florida or in Utah, <laughs> and it it only works there, then there, there's the system is not really that functional or that that great of a system, right? Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So really, I mean, if you're a martial arts school owner that's, that's listening to this podcast right now, you're listening to this, those are the questions you have to ask yourself. Is it duplicatable? Is it reliable? Does it get predictable results every single time? Right. You know, and there's a few guys out there that are doing it and that are able to make that happen. Fortunately, I'm one of them, you know, so. Yes, you are. You just have to really do your due. <laughs> thank you. You got to do your due diligence and, and you got to do some work. And you know, referrals are also great. You know, people who know people that have been getting results, right? I mean, it's one thing to see an ad like, oh, we're going to help you. But you talk like, I'll let anyone interview any one of my clients. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I've got a stable of people that will stand up and be like, this guy's the real deal. He will help you grow your business. And we just help people get results. It's plain and simple. So I, you know, people say, well, how do I know who's, who's who? Ask for testimonials. It's the same thing you do for your martial arts business, right? One of the things I preach to you, get reviews and testimonials for your business. Social proof is one of the most powerful tools that you can have, whether whether you're a mentor or a coach like me, or whether you're a martial arts business owner, people check those reviews. It's the same thing. And you and I've had this conversation many times. When you go to buy something on Amazon mm-hmm. and you're not sure of the product, what's the first thing you do? Okay. You go look at the reviews, right? right? And you're like, oh, how many stars do they have it? And then you go read some of the reviews and you're like, all right, if I read like five good ones and then one bad one, yeah, I'm probably going to buy that. Mm-hmm. But if I read one good one and four or five bad ones, I'm like, hmm, I don't know about that. It's a little, it's a little fishy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, but, but here's the thing, right? When we not only reviews, but I think you also have to have that feeling, right? Like when I decided to join your mastermind, mm-hmm. for me, it was a no brainer. And, and you could probably tell people. I was one of your fastest ones to sign up because we had a podcast and I've known you in the industry. And here's the thing that you talked about. A lot of people think they know what they're doing, but do they really? Because I've always thought I've been in the business a long time. I know how to do birthday parties. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. But I was not getting the results I know I should be getting. And I kept asking the question, why am I not getting it? Why am I not getting it? And then the minute we talked, I'm like, uh, duh, because <laughs> you, you're doing it, but you're missing certain steps. I am, and I'm still missing them. And that's why we, every time we talk, I even yesterday we had a conversation and look, I am so dumb because I didn't follow certain steps in your guide and I have to go back and follow them again. And, and you know, you can have someone 
who's going to tell you how to do it just like you do and and you're amazing at it but then you know for the person taking the advice we have to do the work don't we that is 100% correct right what's that what's that old saying you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink right right it's the same thing and and uh, and and by the way yes you are the first and fastest person to ever join our mastermind group you were in the room i think for 15 minutes and you literally just stood up and go, where do I sign? I'm, I'm ready right now, which has never happened before. I was like, who the heck is this guy? And like, just like, wait till the end. You're like, no, no, I'm ready right now. And I'm like, all right, just go see Shelly and she'll take care of you. But that's, but see, you're very decisive, right? You, you know, the value of good information. You appreciate it. You've seen bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And so by contrast, you're like, I'm finally in the right fucking room. This is the place for me. Yeah. Right. And that's, and, but that's you because you took action, you made that choice. And there's, there are a lot of martial arts owners who I have the ability to help, but they don't make that choice. They want to put their big toe in or they want to just think about it some more. And listen, you said it too. The longer you think about something, the more sense of overwhelm you get. Mm. And then the less we tend to take action. And then what happens is we blame the process instead of ourselves for our inability to be successful, right. right? So those are those are like some key elements. And the other thing, which by the way, you don't suffer from this, but a, but a lot of martial arts corners do. Unfortunately, it's the nature of our business. It's an ego-driven business, and especially with guys, right? I'm a black belt. I'm a master. I know it all. Like you don't, you know martial arts, right. but you don't know business. And there's a big difference between that. Like people ask me all the time, why don't you have all your stripes on your belt? And the truth is like, Public doesn't care if I'm a ninth degree black belt or if I'm a first degree black belt. What they care about is, am I providing them good customer service? Mm-hmm. Am I giving them value? And most importantly, am I helping their family get the results that they came to me for? Right. The stripes on my belt are irrelevant to all three of those things, right? So that's it. we have a saying, don't let your ego write out checks that your bank account can't cash. And I, I might've said it to you, but I've always say this. If you ever see my ego, please punch it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that problem with you. You're very, very willing to learn and very open. And, that, and listen, that's what makes you great. And it makes you an ideal client, right? You're, you're coachable. You, you're open to new ideas and new suggestions. And listen, our style, your style of martial arts and mine, night and day, mm-hmm. completely different. But that's the great thing about what we do right. is it doesn't matter right. what style of martial arts you teach. It matters what happens between the bow in and the bow out. What happens around those moments is more important for your business than what happens on the floor. Of course, the product itself, and listen, you're a fantastic teacher. I've had the opportunity Mm. to see you teach and train people. You are great at what you do. Thank you. And that wasn't the thing that you were, that wasn't the thing you were lacking, right? And like many martial artists, they're great at teaching the martial arts. But now how do we get that message out? How do we get more people in our community to come to us because we're great at what we do? And that's where a lot of school owners will get it wrong. And they'll be like, well, I... I just opened my doors and I'm a master and everyone should come to me. It's like, dude, no, it's not going to work. Right. <laughs> no. Like in the eighties, maybe like when karate kid first came out, we could all just put it, our sign on the door and mm-hmm. we had a line out the, out the door, but that's not today, man. That was 40 years ago. Right. right. You know, one of the things that I, I love about being part of your mastermind, I mean, <laughs> I can go on for days, but one of the things that I love is that literally I've not, met one person with an ego that it hit me the minute I talked to them. Everyone is genuine. Everyone is a sweetheart. Everyone is willing to share. I mean, I've had people send me stuff like, hey, try this out. Do this, do that. And I'm like, wow. And I've been at other masterminds. They're like, if they're working on something, they're hiding it. And they're like, oh, this is just mine. But not with your group. Your group is amazing because we have a great leader to follow, someone who says, please share, right? Oh, well, listen, you are, you are very kind. And I, I'm not going to stop you from saying kind things, but I appreciate that. But it's the truth. But you, you're, you're, you're 100% right. Listen, I've been in masterminds like you described as well. And so when I started mine, I was like, never going to do that. Uh, basically, the mindset is we're an open source mastermind, right? It, what you have, what I have, we're all here to share because, listen, I know a lot of stuff but I don't know everything. Mm. And there are, there are guys and girls in our group who come up with great ideas and then we can all implement them, right? That's what a mastermind is. Of course, there, there's a, a leader and a head of it, but we're all working together to achieve the same goal. And that is to be super successful, to make the money that we deserve. And by working together, 
you know, we do that. So we, we do share. And that, listen, by the way, it's the other thing. If you're listening, and you're like, I'm going to join this mastermind. I have bad news for you. You can't. It's a very tightly curated group because I don't let anyone in, right? There's other masterminds like, we'll take 50 or 100, 200 people in our mastermind. Mm-mm, not in our group. You have to be vetted. You got to be selected. So not everyone gets in to our group. I've had conversations and people are like, well, we want to join. And I'm like, you're not going to be a good fit because if it's going to infect our group in a negative way, like I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So if you're open, you're willing to learn and you're willing to share. And of course, the most important thing is you're willing to implement, right? Because yeah. great ideas are, are bullshit without action, without implementation. So if that's the kind of person that you are, you're going to be a great fit for the business combat mastermind. But if you're not, then like you can stop listening right now because it won't be you. <laughs> but we want to wish you the best. <laughs> yes, we do. Of course. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's, that's the, the other thing that I, I also appreciate about being in this mastermind, that it is a very close group. I mean, everybody has each other's phone numbers. We all can contact each other. And the nice thing about it is, is that, like I said, no one has an ego. There's no idiots in the group. And listen, in every industry, there are people who are they're just egomaniacs. Sure. It's all about them. It's all about what they can get out of it. And you probably have been to, like you said, masterminds where the leader is the most biggest egomaniac, right? Right. And those are the groups that hurt our business, that hurt our industry. But you are making it so amazing to be part of this industry, to continue to love it. And then I also want to talk about what you talked about is that you don't allow everyone to join. And that is why I love being part of it because it's a select few who make it, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be vetted. I love that because it it brings people who are on the same page, if you will, right? Right, yeah. And, you know, the vetting process is is really just an ego vetting process, right? You know, I don't want people to think, well, I've got to be like super successful. Like if you have 20 students right now and you're hearing my voice, I can help you. If you have 200 students right now and you want 300, I can help you. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter the amount of members you have or the amount of you know, success that you've achieved so far. It's just, are you willing to learn? Are you willing to implement? Are you willing to share? And are you a cool person? Right. Because right? you're right. We don't want idiots in our group. Like we all hang out and we all have each other's back. And, you know, it's a, it's a friendship community, which is ultimately... You know, I was very fortunate in our system style. I was brought up in a system style that was like that. There's a lot of martial arts styles that are very closed off. It's, mm-hmm. If you're not part of our style, you're, you're like the enemy. It's like we're in the same industry. You know what I mean? And, and, and there's people say, oh, we're, we're all in the same boat. Like we're not in the same boat because we're all in a different journey. We're on the same ocean. Right. There you go. We're not in the same boat. Right. You know what I mean? You've had someone recently in the group just opened up their school and he was in in the group without owning a school, but because of all the implementation that you taught him to do, he just recently opened up a school. Let's go ahead and talk about him. He's, he's, you know, he's an inspiration. If you think about it, a hundred percent like that, 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 listen, we're talking about Joe and, and he's in Las Vegas. He just opened a school and the guy was with me for a little over a year with no school. I mean, he was, he was teaching out of a rec center and kind of had a part-time, but he's working another job. But he believed so much in A, himself, which is the most important thing. Like he knew he could do it, but, he, but his self-awareness is going to be his success. Joe knew, like, I don't know how to run this business. I know I want to, mm-hmm. but it's not like there's a school you can go to to learn how to run a martial arts business. Right. But he heard about me from a friend of his and just blind said, I'm in. And I was like, okay. Like we vetted, we talked to him and I did it. And I go, so where's your school? And he goes, well, I don't have one yet. And I go you know, this is not a cheap date, right? He goes, I know, I get it. I'm investing in myself. I'm investing in my future. So his mindset, his mindset and his belief in himself are really going to be the keys to success. The dude went for a year. We were trying to get buildings and trying to get this and he was trying to get funding. It was, it was just, you know, we worked hand in hand for a year and now he's open and super happy. I think he's up to like 20 members so far. It's just been, as of this recording, he's only been open, I think a month, Mm -hmm. maybe two months. Right. And um, he's doing great. He's going to crush. Like Vegas is a great town, a very supportive town for martial arts community. There's a lot of martial arts schools there, but there's a lot of people there. So he's going to do very well. Right, right. And, and, and that's the, the beauty of what you have, because 
you can come in with zero experience of owning a school, but you, you have the systems of even how to answer the phone, how to greet somebody, how to even do fun classes. So you have everything, including your famous B90 party, right? Um, right. Why did you decide to create a mastermind? Because you're successful without it. Correct. Uh, the answer is it kind of happened. I don't want to say by accident, but it kind of happened by accident. Mm. And here's why I had a few programs that were out in the industry that were helping a lot of martial arts schools. I had a, a fitness program for kids called kick and fit kids. I had a, a mentorship program teaching kids how to be young entrepreneurs. And of course my most popular one was the birthday party one, which was B 90 Z. And that is the one that takes birthday parties and does for birthday parties. What, Apple did for the cell phone, right? Completely changed the game. We now have a, a palm-sized computer in the palm of our hand because of Apple. Mm -hmm. Completely changed the cell phone game, right? So the birthday party platform did that same thing. So many martial arts schools did birthday parties, but they would get the same response, right? They would be like, hey, that was a great party, but we're not going to join right now. It was a great party, but... And that was happening to us across the board. And you know, one day that kind of light bulb went off over my head, well, what if I do this and this? And what if I add this and I took different elements of different platforms that we had, put them into one and it worked. And 90% of the kids that came to the birthday party became members. And the best part was I didn't sell them one single thing. I really did the same party, but it was just doing certain things at the right time mm -hmm. that made them want to join before I left. I did it again. Uh, I took it to a friend's school in Maryland and he's like, you have to, you have to sell this to people. This is great. Cause I taught him. He's like, oh my God, this is, and it was, it's so such a, like a silly thing that you do inside the party that makes the mindset shift for the kids, but yet it worked. And then it started working. It worked for a couple other schools. And so then that became a package and a program. And I think over 700 martial arts schools actually have my B90Z program right now. So I had these little different programs and then people would, I would get on the phone with them about the program and they would start to talk to me about the different parts of their business. Well, what, when somebody calls, what do you say? Or, or, or how do I do this enrollment? How do I do that? And then over time, I realized, you know what? This, this is what's missing from a lot of martial arts businesses. It's not a program. Mm -hmm. It's a person that's guiding them that they need help. And then, you know, I was part of masterminds and I was like, okay, well, I like this, but I don't like that. I like this. I don't like that. So I took the parts of the masterminds that I liked and I'm like, all right, if I had a mastermind, what would I want? And I kind of built it out that way. I knew I already had the programs. I knew our company, Road Dragon, had the systems in place. So I put those two things together like I did with B90Z and voila, mm. our mastermind. And then, of course, listen, we talk about coaches and, and all successful people have coaches, right? Even coaches have coaches. I have a coach. There's someone who helps me raise up to a better level because you guys in my group are getting so good. I can't sit on my hind quarters, <laughs> right? I got to continue to learn and evolve and grow. Otherwise, you're going to be better than me, which, by the way, that would be awesome. Mm. I would be so happy because I'd be like, hey, I taught those guys. But at the same time, like I have a coach. Listen. Think about this. Michael Jordan had a coach. Muhammad Ali had a coach. Right. Tom Brady has a coach. Those people are beyond, they're, they're the greatest in their, in their industry, but they had someone that guided them. They never got to a point where they thought, oh, I know it all and I can do this all by myself. Right. right. So even the most successful people in the world need a coach. And so I was like, my coach was like, okay, so you have all these pieces and you have the system. Uh, you need to do an event and start your mastermind. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what? <laughs> do a what? And, uh, and so kind of it, it evolved from there. And I think we're, we're on year six right now of our mastermind. So, mm, nice. yeah. you know, you, you said something that maybe it was a coincidence or it, but it wasn't right. You brought me back to Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Master Ugwe said, there are no coincidences, right? There you go. There are none. And, and you mentioned six years and you have guys in it who are there from the beginning. Yeah. And they're still coming. They're still hype. How and why? Well, listen, I, I think it's the, the Tom Brady, Michael Jordan thing, right? They, they're super, listen, I've got, I've got some guys that their studios are surpassing some of our Red Dragon studios financially, mm. but they're still in it to win it because they're like, what he's saying is working. I'm making more money than I've ever made before in my life. I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. Right. I have more free time than I've ever had before in my life. I can see my family and provide for my family in a way I've never been able to. So they're like, uh, why am I leaving this guy? I'm not gonna, no way. You know, and for a couple of the guys, I'm like, you got it. And they're like, no, no, you're like our good luck charm. So we're hanging. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm totally cool with that. 
You guys can be with me for as long as you want to be with me. But here's the thing, right? And I, I've been to, once I started, man, I got hooked, right? Immediately. But it's not the same, and I'm going to call it out, crap, like I've seen at so many other martial arts masterminds, seminars, and all these things. It's always fresh and new. Okay. So the big question is, when do you sleep? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I'm powered by uh, quad shots of espresso all the time. That's it. That's it. And so, and, and everybody knows that because they bring you an espresso if they're late to the meeting. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's the, that's the rule. You come in late, you got to bring me an espresso. Right. Notice I'm never late. <laughs> but yeah. Listen, I, the, the answer is I actually sleep. I sleep very well. And I, and I get, I get seven to eight hours of sleep every night, mm-hmm. but there's no, for me, there's no, I'm not a fan of waste. Mm-hmm. Right. I know I've, I'm given the same 24 hours in a day that everyone else is given. And whether it's me or Elon Musk, or Albert Einstein, we have the same amount of hours in the day. So how useful can I make those hours that I have still have time for my family, still have time to sleep and eat and do all those other things to stay productive. Now, the really, the, there are two big motivators right now. Number one is my kids. Mm. Number two are all of you in my group. I know that you're looking to me for guidance and advice and wisdom and systems. So like I said earlier, I can't sit on my hindquarters because you're counting on me. Right. right. And that's a responsibility that I never take lightly. Mm-hmm. So wh- when we think about and every time I've been to an event, you bring more value than I ever imagined every single freaking time. And every time I am so excited to come to an event. And for me, it's it's that that buildup. And it's like and there's no letdown because it's not just, you know, Shihan Chris Kasamasa. It is Chris Casamasa and a whole slew of amazing speakers that somehow you pull out, you get a genie and you rub these people out and they come out, but you bring high quality people every single time. So the question is, how do you do that? Well, it's part of my learning process, right? As I go out mm-hmm. in the industry and, and really to be honest with you, I've gone outside of the martial arts industry, right? right? Because there's, you know, there's a, unfortunately, there's a small circuit of really good people who are speakers inside the martial arts industry. We've had them all Mm -hmm. at our group. And uh, I've had a couple of them multiple times, but that's great. But our industry, the martial arts industry is so small compared to other industries. And there are giants in other industries and other businesses that I want to bring in because like I said, systems run businesses. And if there's businesses that are doing eight, nine, and 10 figures a year, but the martial arts industry is doing six, Mm. well, and we provide way more value than that because what we do saves lives, helps people change their life, gets them physically fit and in shape and confident. But why aren't we doing eight figures or nine figures, right? So I want to bring those minds in and pick their brain. And and I do it selfishly. (laughs) Yeah. Right. The, the people that we bring into the business combat are people like, I want to learn from them. So I'm taking notes just like the rest of you guys. And I'm like, all right. So, OK, that was cool. That was cool. That was cool. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, so there's a little bit of selfishness in there because I want to I, listen. I have a like you. And that's the other thing. Right. I'm not just this guru sitting on a mountain. I've got a martial arts school. I mean, yes, we've got 15 of them, but I have one that I teach at. Mm-hmm. So I want to figure out ways that I can better the business for me. And by doing that, it helps all of us together get better. You know, if I'll be honest with you, if I had come to your mastermind and it was just a bunch of other martial artists just spewing the same thing that I've heard before, right? I would have said, well, thank you for having me and have a great day. <laughs> I would not have joined, but because I see your, your vision, right? And I think we mm-hmm. both have the same vision. This is why I was going to do a, a martial arts podcast. And then I also saw how small of an industry it truly is. It should be bigger, mm-hmm. but it's not. And hopefully we can make it that. But that's why I do coaching call for all types of coaches, because it's important for us to have variety in our life. Because look, you can eat chopped liver every day, but it's still chopped liver. Once in a while, mm-hmm. you're going to want to have some steak, some chicken, some fish. So yeah, I like the variety that you do bring. And so talk to us about why that's important because you talked about the money aspect of it, but I, I want to get into right. the mindset 
of it because that's that to me is huge. Right. Well, the mindset there is fairly simple, right? And this is something you've heard me say many times. We are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with. So for the mastermind, especially, I want to bring in people that I can spend time with that are doing better than me, more successful than I am, because that's my inspiration and aspiration. Like, all right, they did it. I'm going to do it too. Right. In the same way, when we were learning martial arts, we learned from our instructor. We're like, wow, my instructor is amazing. If you had the right mindset, you were like, I can't wait to do that. If you had the wrong mindset, you're like, oh, I could never do that. Mm. Right. And those are the people that end up, those are the people that end up quitting. Well, in the business side of what we do, when you see someone who's more successful, who's already there and winning, if you go, oh, that guy's no good and his style sucks and blah, 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 he, or he's sold out or they're a McDojo, mm-hmm. right? Those are all the excuse makers that your ego is like just jealous. Right. You can't. You don't see yourself being able to do it, mm-hmm. you know, and you can do like you, you're, you're Chinese style martial artist, right? Our system is Japanese based two completely separate cultures, but you're, you're looking and going, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Right. You have the right mindset for it, which makes you awesome. And you know, and I know that you're already on your path to becoming super successful. Right. Because of that, the mindset, right? It's, it, yeah we got to get rid of our limiting beliefs right and how many martial artists have that and once they can learn to conquer and block out those limiting beliefs or like pull out the weeds right out of the brain and start to believe in a growth mindset because that's what we're talking about right now right a growth mindset Mm -hmm. something that's gonna set us apart something that's gonna and you say it all the time and i love this you are worth more right that's a great Yep. Great message. And it, in such, it's a small message, but it's a huge message because you are worth more, right? Right. Why do you constantly say that to people? Well, A, it's true. Right. And B, the industry itself, the industry that I grew up in and came up in was a very closed-minded, small market mindset. And not on purpose. It's just they didn't know any better, right? My dad started our company. He got involved in the martial arts when he was in the military in Japan, right? Brought it to the US. Well, the the business acumen of people in the 60s when it was coming to the US was it was so minute and small. They just loved the martial arts, but they didn't know a whole lot about business. So the price point was wrong. The the systems, everything like that we have today that's established was all jumbled up in the 60s and 70s, right? Then the Karate Kid came and then people started just flooding martial arts schools. And then people, they were like, okay, we, were gonna, we need to come up with systems and implement stuff. You know, and there were, there were early pioneers at that time for the business side of it. You know, guys like Greg Silva really were, was one of the innovators as far as modern martial arts marketing and business systems. Um, he started one of the first masterminds I even heard of, which is, was the United Professionals, which I was part of, mm-hmm. right? And it taught me a lot. So you know, the mindset is so important. And I have to, because we were brought up in an industry where, you know, a hundred bucks a month was considered a lot, but, but, you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir with you, but in case someone listening doesn't see, well, what do you mean, Marshall? Like we talked about this, our last mastermind, the first digit of your price point should be a two, mm-hmm. not a one, right? Because you're worth more. And here's why Any, anybody who teaches martial arts and who's been doing it for more than a hot minute understands. And I said this earlier as well. What we do saves lives, plain and simple, right? If you have a daughter, and if, if I taught your daughter martial arts, and I taught your daughter a move that someday prevents her from being raped or kidnapped or sexually assaulted, how much is that worth to you? You know, I have a daughter, and I, it's a very rhetorical question, like it's priceless. You cannot put a price on that, but people do, oh, I don't want to charge more than 80 bucks a month. I don't want to charge more than $125 a month. To save someone's life, potentially, like you're, we're, we're all worth more. And people can afford it, right? And if people couldn't afford it, it would be the same thing with cars. Everyone be driving uh, a Yugo or a Volkswagen, but they're not. They're driving Range Rovers and Cadillacs and Lexus, you know, and Rolls Royce and Corvettes. Like there's high end stuff because people appreciate the value of what that is and that how it makes them feel. And the martial arts, I mean, I feel like a Ferrari every time I work out. That's right. <laughs> you know, the next day I feel like a beat up jalopy, but when I'm working out, man, I feel like that Ferrari. You know, and it, it's it's very interesting that you brought up cars because it, there's near me, there's two dealerships. One's a Lamborghini and the other one's a Maserati. Mm. They're ne- literally next to each other. So 
With that in mind, let's talk a little bit about competition and what would set someone apart as a martial artist. Is it the systems? Is it what you do to greet people? Is it the look? Is it those testimonials? Or is it everything? Uh, you opened up a big can of worms there. Listen, it's... I know I did. <laughs> it's, it's all of it. And here's, again, I know I'm throwing a lot of these sayings out, but you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I do, and, and that's actually one of the... Sh- we talked about one of the TV shows I want to do, which is Dojo Rehab. You walk into a martial arts studio. Does it look like a six-figure studio? Or does it look like a mom-and-pop karate shop? And more important than that, how does it smell? Smell is one of the biggest turnoffs in the world. Now, listen, I grew up in the martial arts. So when I walk into a dojo and it smells like sweat and blood and feet, for me personally, I'm like, yeah, this is a hardcore martial arts school. I love it. If I was a mom with an eight-year-old kid and I walked in, I'd be like, oh my God, what is that smell? Are you kidding me? Like, it smells like death in here. So it's a contrast between are you serving the public or are you serving you? And the goal is to serve the public so more and more people get your message and get your product and you change their lives. So the look of the school, the smell of the school by design, you know, does it, is it a professional looking school? And most people, again, you don't know, right. like you, you are a black belt martial arts. I want to open a martial arts school. Well, you might copy what your instructor did, but maybe your instructor school was not that great. You just didn't know any better. Hmm. You know, you got all these wonky colors and, and, and you got product mix, mix, match. And this, the other, I mean, I could go on for, for hours and hours, but yes, right. Besides the product on the floor, like that goes without saying, of course, your martial arts has to be awesome. Of course, you have to be a dynamic instructor, which is the other part of it, right? Communication. I know some of the greatest martial artists on the planet, but they're broke because they cannot communicate with others in a way that makes people go, I want to keep paying you Mm -hmm. to learn to be awesome like you, right? So communication and the way that you get your message out to your students is super important as well. Absolutely. So there's a, there's a lot of factors that weave into, you know, are you going to be successful long-term? Yeah. Anybody can be successful in their first 30, 60, 90 days, but what are you going to be three years, five years, 10 years from now? That, that makes me think of all the masters that died broke. Right. And they were amazing. Right. I mean, their martial arts were impeccable beyond, mm-hmm. including my great grandmaster. He died living in an apartment that was like, you know, tiny. And right, but he shouldn't have, right? No, he shouldn't have. No way, should you know, passed away in a palace, right? <laughs> exactly. Listen, and, and listen, if if that's you, like if you're listening, you're like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Like, that's totally cool. Every I just tell everybody the same thing you do, you if you want to be a charity, be a charity. Right. If you don't want to do this to make a profit and earn a living, that's cool. I don't, doesn't matter to me. Like if you want to just teach out of a rec center two days a week and, and help eight people, that's great. My goal is to help 8 million. And I know I can't do that in a mom and pop karate shop. I know I can't do that in a place that smells. So, if, you know, if someone wants to be successful and they want to impact their community and they want to earn the money that they deserve, that's why they come to me. That's why they come to our group. Mm-hmm. That's why we do what we do. So if, if that's not you, I mean, that's totally cool. Everyone can run their own path and do their own thing, but don't, don't point your finger and be like, Oh, look at those guys. Like they went, I heard this is a great one. When you point your finger at someone, you have three fingers pointing back at you. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. So if someone, if someone wants to just do it for a hobby, cool. I I wish them well. That's why I now point, I point with all my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Like a spear hand at them. Yeah. Yeah. But actually I don't, I don't point, you know why? Because Usually I am the one to blame. I always take responsibility and I know you do too. And that's why a lot of times if something goes wrong, you're, you're taking the responsibility. And I think a lot of martial artists are looking to blame. Listen, I've, I've had friends who are no longer friends. I had one guy who broke one of his students' nose because they were sparring and his student hit him. He's like, I want to show him who's boss. I'm like, what? And then, you know, it, it right. nonsense like that. And it's not about, and then I had another instructor who went crazy on his student because he told the student to kick a pad he was holding and the student broke his finger, the, the instructor's finger. And then, right. so, but he's blaming the student. And I'm like, no, you didn't hold the pad, right? How can you blame someone else for your actions, right? Meanwhile, you told the guy to break, right. you know, to kick. You got your finger broken. He didn't break it on you. So when we think about all the things that we have to do 
And there's a lot of people out there who may be listening or who will listen in the future who are maybe considering starting a school or who do it part time. And they're, you know, they're getting tired of going to a nine to five and then going from a six to nine and day in, day out. And they're getting tired and they just want to do something that they have a passion for, which is the martial arts. If, if you mm-hmm. If you open any type of martial arts, obviously you have some passion for it, right? Now, for those people, what's the one piece of advice that you can give them? Let's say they can't even afford anything, but what's one thing they can do? Maybe start at a, at a social event, do something at a gym or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. I, obviously, it takes money to make money, but you can start small, right? You, you hit the nail on the head. You could teach at a rec center and get paid to teach at a rec center or your local church or your gym. You know, it starts with one. And if you have a genuine passion for it, you know, before you get up in the clouds, you got to have your feet in the dirt, right. right? I didn't start where I am today. You didn't start where you are today. And that's, I think if you're just starting out, some people make that mistake of thinking, oh, well, I'll just, I'll join this group and I'll instantly be successful. Like we told you the story of Joe, he was with me for a year, teaching out of a rec center. And just now he's getting it, right? He didn't have the money to put together. He had just enough to invest in our mastermind, to invest in himself, invest in his knowledge. It's basically like going to college, right? You don't, you don't need to get a PhD to be a martial arts instructor, but you should have a PhD in the martial arts business. So you go to the people that can get you that doctorate to get you ready to be prepared. You know, the other thing is read, right? You and I, I know are big fans of reading mm-hmm. and whether you read on an iPad or whether you read, you've got a bunch of books behind you, uh, the, a physical book, like there's a lot of great knowledge out there, uh, that can be learned because the more, you know, the more you grow. So the learning and, and is a never ending process that you've got to educate yourself on in the same way you educate yourself in the martial arts, mm-hmm. you know, people spend years mastering and learning their martial arts style but they want to spend minutes learning the business that allows them to teach that style to other people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. It's kind of backwards. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to spend that much time. You know, it's your 10, it's the 10,000 hour rule. Right. Right. You know, and you talked about the books behind me and I know that one, two books behind there are your books that you wrote. Thank you. And you signed them. Thank you for that. So why did you decide to write those two books? Well, for the same reason that I'm doing this podcast, right? It's, it's very difficult for me as one person to get out to everyone and get the message across, right? So the two books you're referencing, one is on bullying, the other one's on business, right? Business Combat is the book that I wrote, which is available for anybody that teaches any style of martial arts. And in there, there are tactile systems that you can take right from the book mm-hmm. and implement them into your business. So whether you start coaching with me or not, like that book will help you. It will, it will change your life. It will change your business. And you'll be able to impact your community better. And that's, that's really an entry point. It's a lead magnet for me to be like, okay, so I learned all this cool stuff from his book. Imagine what I could learn if I actually was with him, mm-hmm. right? So it'll help you no matter what, but it also give you an idea of what we can do to help change your business. The other book is the bullying book, right? And part of my, my mission and my passion, and my purpose, besides helping martial arts school owners is to help kids, right? I grew up doing that. I grew up teaching that. And I want to help a million kids become bullyproof and bullyproof certified. My original goal was 2025, but the pandemic put a two-year mm-hmm. kink in my plan. So we've got about 65,000 kids that have gone through this program. But again, it's going to be hard for me to get to a million. So I put the book out uh, so that parents can help their kids if their kids are being bullied. And we have a free app, right? The Bullyproof app is in the Google Play and iTunes store. It's Bullyproof Fitness. They can download it for free. I have nothing to sell them. Uh, there are videos and resources for parents and kids if they're getting bullied, what they can do and mm. and ways that they can become a little bit more bullyproof and, and strong. And I came and did the the clinic, though, at your school, which was awesome. Right. Uh, we had a great time there. So I traveled the world doing these clinics at martial arts schools, at churches, at public schools, uh, anywhere that I can get in uh, to help those kids. So I wrote the books so I could help more people and make a bigger impact in, in the communities that I serve. You know, w- one of the things that that I admire also about being in this group is that you are always a big advocate of fitness, which you know I am too. And why is it important for a martial arts school owner to be fit? Well, listen, first of all, you're a beast. (laughs) 
I'm trying to keep up with you when it comes to fitness. And you're, when I grow up, I want to be you. I'm just going to say that right now. Thank you. <laughs> but why is it important? And the answer is very simple. It's just something that you and I both believe in, right? Leadership is best done by example, right? There's talking the talk, and then there's walking the walk. And this is where some martial arts corners kind of are like, well, I don't like him. And the reason is because I'm calling you out, right. right? I'm calling you out. If your martial arts style is so great, and teaches self-discipline and self-respect, how are you going to live a lifestyle that says that you do that? But then when you look in that mirror, you don't have enough self-respect for yourself or enough discipline to put the fork down. Like, come on, that's an incongruent lifestyle. Now, I'm not saying that you got to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? right? You don't have to be a, a men's male fitness model or, or a female bikini model. You don't have to be that, but you got to be in the best shape for you. That you can be. Now, listen, there's people who go, oh, well, I have an injury. I have that. Like just Google people that have no limbs that are in better shape than you, mm-hmm. right? There's an excuse. And then there's a reason. And the only reason is it's not that important to you. When it's important enough to you, you will do it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the goal is to lead by example. I want to be able to a do what I say I can do. And I need to be able to show my students, right? If I couldn't kick over my kneecap, because I was so fat and so big, like, and I'm like, kick higher, everybody. And they're looking at me like, well, you can't. So, and, and then people use the age excuse. Listen, I'm 57 years old. Mm. I'm in the best shape of my life. Right. I'm in better shape now than I was in my thirties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You are in fantastic shape. Thank you. So le- leadership, in my opinion, is best done by example. Show me, do the best that you can be. Now, does somebody expect me to go do a backside 720 B twist? No, I leave that to the kids. That's right. <laughs> Those guys are going to do the tricking, the extreme stuff. Like they're going to go spin around. But all the basics of the martial arts, all the weapons, all the self-defense moves, like I can still do them. And I plan on doing them for as long as I can. You know, I, I saw Dave Kovar, his dad, I think he's 95, and he was sparring with his grandson. That was just phenomenal. And that's, oh my gosh. Yeah, Dave Kovar is another great guy who, who leads by, he leads by example, right? Totally. Every time we, we bump into, into the gym together, we like, like, hey, you're here to work out. Yes, I am. So are you. But, yeah. you know, he's an amazing martial artist as well and a great instructor. But here's the thing. I, and I know that we're calling people out for martial arts instructors and not in shape. But we're, it's not shaming you. It's asking you to step up to the plate and do what you need to do for your community. Not only that, for your health. If you, if you were a great martial artist 20 years ago, and you let your body go, guess what? That martial artist is still in there. Let's bring him back, right? And that's why I post every day. I try to inspire as many people as I can to start working out again. And I do three minutes. I do five minutes. I go from three to nine minutes every week, and I change the workouts. And my reasoning for that is to inspire not only martial artists, but anyone who maybe lost their way. And I know that you inspire people to be better, to be worth more, because we all are, right? Absolutely. And listen, and that, that's the thing. And you say, well, we're, we're not shame. We're not, we are calling them out. And here's why. We, no, we are, for sure. <laughs> one, one of us, one of us represents all of us, mm-hmm. right? If you and I are standing next to each other and we both have our black belts on, people think, because the public doesn't know the difference between Kung Fu, Taekwondo, Judo, Jiu Jitsu. I don't know. It's no martial arts. Right. For the most part, the general public is essentially uneducated when it comes to styles and separation. But one of us represents all of us. And we as an industry, if we want to be better, need to do better Mm -hmm. and we need to be better. Right. And again, I'm not saying you have to be a super fitness model, but you just just get in shape, man. Just do it. Do the things that you say that you do for you. And, you know, that people, you I don't have the time. Like you just said, three minutes a day. Like if you watch a 30 minute TV show, do you realize you watch 12 minutes of commercials yeah. on the minimum, right? The, you exercise during your commercial break. That's right. Like that's the easiest thing you can Google. There are so many resources out there now for fitness and health and diet and exercise. Like it's, it's all, it's all an excuse mm-hmm. and it's not important enough to that person for them to take the, the steps they need to get in shape. And listen, it's not easy. If you're severely out of shape now and you're hearing my voice, I know you're probably flipping off your headphones or like, screw this guy. But listen, you didn't gain the weight overnight. Mm -mm. It's not going to come off overnight. It takes time. 
it takes effort, it takes energy, but Sifu and I will tell you, it's all worth it in the end. Oh, absolutely. I live a life without medication. Man, it's so good. And I know a lot of people younger than me who have to take medication every day because of high blood pressure and all these other things. And it's because of the way they eat, the fact that they don't move. So movement is everything. So I, I want to I come back to your level of mastery, if you will, right? Now, in, in your style of martial arts, there's different levels that everybody can get to. And I, I am a novice when it comes to calling people out by their title. And I'm, I'm learning, though. So, you know, and to me, if, it doesn't matter to me. And we, ha- we had this conversation. It doesn't matter to me if somebody calls me Raphael or Sifu or, hey, Gomez, what some people call me. But just don't call me Ralph, right? Call me anything but that. <laughs> but, so now I, and lately, in the beginning, I used to call you Chris. And, but now, you know, I am understanding, you know, that you've put a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into your title, Shihan. What is the difference between, for people who maybe only know what I know, which is Kung Fu, or people who have no martial arts whatsoever, but they're just like listening to, to, to martial art guys talk, what's the difference between a sensei, a dan, and all these different things? Well, that all really depends on who you ask, right? So I'll give you our, interpret- our Americanized interpretation of it. There you go. Anyway. So sensei is teacher or instructor, right? That's someone who's black belt, first three, four levels of black belt sensei. You start to get up higher than, depending again on the style, you have uh, Hanshi, Kiyoshi, things like that, uh, Shihan, Shihan sensei. So for our style, what we do, it's your sensei up to six degree black belt. And then when you get to seventh or higher, you are a Shihan. A Shihan essentially represents a master instructor or really a teacher's teacher, right? So I spend most of my time teaching the teachers and the trainers at the other schools or teaching and training guys and girls like you who join our group to be better at what they do, right? Now, I still love to teach little mini dragons and and white belts and things like that, but I've basically gotten to a point in my life where I've empowered others to have that knowledge and that responsibility. So really, that's what it is. A a Xi'an is is kind of a, a teacher's teacher, a trainer of trainers, as it were. So, you know, for me, and like I said before, I'm just thrilled that someone wants to get in front of me and learn something from me. That's that's just right. That's what I love to teach. So and I can tell you do, too. But here's the thing, right? With the mastermind. And I said it earlier, you're always bringing new ideas to us, to Mm -hmm. your group. But it doesn't stop there because it's not just when we get together. But you'll, you'll say, hey, guys, check this out. Do this. I got this thing that I'm, I'm doing. And so a lot of it is, I guess you, you use your schools as the laboratory, right? And then you, you, yeah. you test everything out. And once it's working, you, you share it with us. And you freely share. And my gosh, so much information. So every time, right, it's like I got to bring different thinking caps when I come to the, the mastermind <laughs> events. Because if you look at my books, every time, I don't know, uh, Rob was even taking video. He's like, oh, my gosh, you write so much. And I'm like, yeah, because it's a lot of information. And and Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be overwhelming. But one of the things that you always say is at least implement one thing, right? Right. Yeah. And listen, that's why we only do three or four masterminds a year, because there's so much knowledge that we just shoot out to you guys that we want you to have time to absorb it. And we want you to take those ideas and listen, even if you only came to one mastermind and you picked up eight or nine different ideas, well, if you implement one a month, that's almost a year's worth of content right there that you can help to change your business. And in 12 months, you have a brand new business, Hmm. one that serves you instead of the other way around where you're always working inside your business, running around like a a chicken with its head cut off. So yeah. And yeah, we use our studios as a a living laboratory. Actually, you know, what, what was it? The last mastermind or the one before was the very first time I launched something without testing it because I believed in it so much. Mm-hmm. The student uh, reactivation campaign, right. which was again parts of different campaigns that we had taken, but I put them all together, and it was the and I had just finished it, but I was so excited about it. It was the first time I rolled something out to all of you, and I didn't test it. And I said, I need five of you to go test it, 
and it, and with five people at five different parts of the country tested it and it worked for all of them. And I was like, yes, I got one right without testing it first, <laughs> but 99.9% of the time I roll it out, I test it, I tweak it, I test it again. And then I hand it out to our mastermind members. So one of the things that you also do at the mastermind is that you always encourage people to mingle. Why is that important? It goes back to what we said earlier, right? Some of the people that you hang out with, right? Your five closest allies that are there to support you and build you up. And listen, people that we understand each other, right? When you're an entrepreneur, when you're a business owner, it's hard to associate with someone who's an employee for someone else. We have different struggles. We all have struggles. Mm -hmm. There's different ones. As an entrepreneur, especially in the martial arts industry, there are only a few people who understand what we're going through, who understand our struggles, who understand our business the way it is and the way it sits. So to be able to hang out with those people and then listen, there's, there's, we've got super, I've got two seven figure earners in our mastermind. Like I've created millionaires. So to be able to put people who are just starting next to someone who's already a millionaire, like that person's just going to grow and expand. And, and it makes that person who's super successful feel even more successful because they're pulling, we're pulling each other up, right? We're pulling each other up so that, that we can all be the rising tide. That's going to lift all the boats. And listen, I just like hanging out with you guys, which is why I curate the group, <laughs> you know, whether it's, and listen, there's women in our group too. We have men and women, but uh, it, it's people that we, that we like, we like, and listen, you have to like espresso yes. <laughs> and, and whiskey or bourbon, right? Because we have, a, we like to have a good time. Well, Even if you don't drink, though, it's fine. We, I'm just making a joke there, yeah. but what is not on the espresso. Too. You have to like caffeine. What? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm Colombian. It's it's part of it's in my blood. <laughs> right. <laughs> what What's the one, one thing that you can give someone advice for if they've never belonged to a mastermind and they're thinking that, wow, I love everything that Shihan Chris Casamasa is talking about today. What's the one thing that they can maybe start to do or start to implement or start to think about that can maybe eventually have them join us? Honestly, get my book, go to Amazon and get business combat, combat with a K and do it or, or send me, or send me an email, reach out to me on social media. I'll send you a free PDF. Nice. But I don't care if you buy it or I give it to you because there are actionable things inside the book that can help your business and do it. And the other thing I said earlier is talk to people. Right. Word of mouth is the best social proof ever. You you essentially given me a 45 minute commercial here, but it's because I've gotten you results. Right. You took action. You heard what you needed to hear. Then you went in and now you've taken action. And now like you were telling me yesterday about your success and the things that have been going on at your school. You're getting results. And that, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. If I had a group where I had a bunch of people like, oh, it's really cool. And somebody goes, well, what results have you got? Well, I'm kind of in the same place I was a year ago. Like, I wouldn't join that group. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're, we, we get people results. So if you, whether it's my mastermind or anybody else's, if, if those people are getting results and it's a good fit for you, then that's the right place to be. Yes, it might be sounding like this is a commercial for you, but it's actually <laughs> for me to bring someone, I only want to talk to top-notch coaches, and, and to me, you are, who make an impact in our world, and you are. You're changing the lives, not only of the school owners, but you're helping to shape the communities where those schools are. And to me, that is huge, because if you only change the, the, the they say, you know, 20, 50, 100 people, then you're okay. I like you. But you're doing way more than that because you're changing not only that school owner, but their communities. And you're helping them to bring better quality to each community that those schools are in. And that's, that's why you're on my show, because I think you're amazing. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. And I'll, I'll, I'll go on top of that with this and just say, it's my personal opinion that if everyone in the in the world studied the martial arts for just one year, our world would be a much better place yeah. because of what is taught in the martial arts. And I don't care what style, like if everybody just did it for a year, right. we'd have a, we have a better planet. Right. And so that's why I'm trying to help martial arts school owners reach more people in their community and make a bigger impact. Of course, when they're making a bigger impact, they're going to live a better lifestyle, but at the same time, it is helping the communities that they serve.
Oh yeah, without a doubt. And that's my goal. Yeah, it's a great goal, great aspiration. And listen, that's that's my goal. I wanna I wanna impact our world. I wanna change the world. And if we could do it one person at a time, wow, what a difference we're making, right? Shihan, and I told you, I feel like there's a connection between us. And I said, you know what? That's it. This is lifetime for me. You and I will know each other till the end of days because not only are you a great guy, but you care. You give a shit. And not many, <laughs> pe- not many people do, you know? This is, yeah. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I've that, seen it. That's important for me, you know, because like you said, who do you surround yourself with? Mm-hmm. Those are the people. I've belonged to other masterminds, and here's what happened. I went, and I was given information, but I never was comfortable enough to say, oh, I can talk to this person at any time. I can call them at any time. I can do anything. No, it was more like, stay in your lane, and you'll be okay. <laughs> right. And it's like, but I don't want to stay in my lane. I want to grow. I want to be more. Sure. And you've allowed not only myself, but everyone in in the mastermind to do that. You allow us not only to be more, but you allow us to call you at any given time. And so many people, I've had coaches who would return my calls for two, three, four weeks. And I'm like, why am I paying them so much money? Wow. Yeah, I know. And I, I don't want to put you know, any negativity out there, but they're out there and, you know, they know who they are. And the whole thing is we need to have someone in our life who helps us grow. And, and you do that for business combat. You do that because you give a shit. And that's why we'll be together forever. <laughs> that's, I think that's my new tagline on my next ad. <laughs> business combat, because I give a shit. I love it. I think you should do that. <laughs> that's it. You think Facebook will allow you to do that? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) But listen, the connection is real, right? And for me... Yes, absolutely. Connections are everything. Listen, because at the end of our time, and I always tell this to people, look, if you knew how many minutes you will have left of your life, how many minutes are you willing to throw away? I'm not talking hours or days. I'm talking minutes. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, because that's what I tell everybody. This is how I get people to take action. Because if I have 100,000 minutes or I have 300,000 minutes or if I have 100 million minutes, I don't know. I wish I did. Mm -hmm. But what if I only have 30 minutes? What if at the end of this podcast I die? Was it worth my time spending it with you? Absolutely. Right. So do something every day that will impact your tomorrows. Boom. That's a mic drop, Sifu. Right there. Boom. That's it. Shihan, this has been a lot of fun. You know, I always enjoy this conversation with you. And I can't wait. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your next couple of masterminds that you have lined up. Well, first, I'm going to say I, too, enjoy these conversations. I feel like we're in the last samurai. <laughs> I enjoy our conversations very much. Uh, yeah. So thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You're doing amazing things. I'm so proud of you and just so pumped at what you're doing. And listen, I'm trying to impact the industry. You're out there interviewing a bunch of coaches and and really trying to help the industry as well. So it's a team effort all the way. Uh, our next couple of masterminds, depending on, on, uh, when this comes out, we've got one coming up in Vegas on August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And then Our final one of the year is actually going to probably be our biggest and best one. And that's October 7th and 8th. And that's going to be at Universal Studios in Hollywood, California. Uh, We've got a great lineup of speakers uh, already planned for that, as well as a special guest appearance from Master Ken. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, People can find out about uh, all of our masterminds or about our program at businesscombat.com. And that's combat with a K. It's a tongue-in-cheek reference to... Mortal Kombat. Combat. <laughs> Businesscombat.com. Uh, they can find out about the masterminds and the events and all the things right there and reach out to me at any time. I'm always happy to help. All right. I want to hear the tagline. <laughs> Business Combat. Because I give a shit. Oh, you want to hear Get Over Here? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like that. Business Combat. Because I give a shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. it. I'm telling you, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a fake flyer. I think I'm gonna bring it out the next mastermind. Like, here's what we did on the on Sifu's podcast. 
No, I think what we should do is paint it on the building. Oh, <laughs> I, do I do have a request because, you know, I, I like to build things. So when you do that dojo makeover, you need to bring me in as the guy who builds the stuff, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a viable show, man. I've seen some, I've seen some great martial arts schools, but I've seen some. Yeah. So have I. Bad news. Yeah. Everybody, last word of advice that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you is keep your school clean. Make it appealing. And be freaking friendly. You know, just because you have a black belt doesn't mean you can't smile, right? Correct. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Really appreciate you. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. And I will chat with you very soon. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right, Tipu. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back with a new episode and a new guest. You can find all episodes of the Coaching Call podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I ask that you please leave me an honest review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. I'm trying to keep this episode free of advertisements. Anything you can donate to the cause is greatly appreciated. To donate, go to paypal.me backslash Sifu Raphael. Thank you and I really appreciate your help.